Hello and welcome to Only the Parts You Need, a GURPS podcast. I'm Enraged Eggplant and in this episode I would like to talk about low-tech ranged weapons, their pros and cons, and some other special features and considerations. I'm going to cover only handheld weapons, ignoring artillery. The first ranged weapon skill alphabetically is Blowpipe. This is a hard difficulty skill. Blowpipes can be used not only to fire darts, but also to blow powders at targets within one yard. Such attacks are treated as melee attacks at plus two to skill. There is only a single normal blowpipe in GURPS low deck. It is light, cheap and has a low strength requirement, but is considerably bulky. Darts are very cheap too. The blowpipe is one of the few ranged weapons that need only one hand to fire, but they still need two hands to ready. Damage is abysmal and does not scale with strength. Range, however, does scale with strength. Also, for some reason, there is no half damage range for blowpipes. You pretty much uh, must use poison to be able to deal significant damage. In fantasy games with various venomous beasts, consider taking the poison skills to be able to harvest poison from fallen foes. There's also rules for foraging for poisonous plants in GURPS Dungeon Fantasy 16 Wilderness Adventures. In addition to that, you probably should invest in stealth and camouflage, since blowguns are almost silent. Having high skill to be able to hit unarmored body parts is often required too. If we scroll further down in the book, we can find another interesting weapon, the incendiary blowpipe that is listed in the flamethrowers table in GURPS Lowtech. It deals 1d-1 burning damage in a cone, with range and width based on strength. So it is easier to hit with, you can hit multiple foes, set them ablaze and deal large area injury. Still a very cheap and light weapon. Honestly. This looks like a very interesting weapon for small creatures with low strength values in fantasy games, like Dungeons and Dragons Goblins. The reload time is a whopping 20 seconds, so it uh, basically is a single shot weapon, unlike the normal blowpipe with its 2 seconds. And that's it for blowpipes in GURPS low tech. But wait, there's more! GURPS Dungeon Fantasy 12 Ninja has some more options. It has the Mitsubushi, a small blowgun that can be used uh, to blow powders. There's also the blowpipe mount to ready and fire your Mitsubushi in a single turn. A Ninja Tosaya, a sheath that can be used as a snorkel or a Mitsubushi. Speaking of powders, while there are none of them in GURPS Lowtech, this book provides a few and also has rules on converting poisons or alchemical grenades into powders. Fukimibari from the same book are ninja mouth darts that can be used with a blowpipe skill despite not requiring a blowpipe. I remember this weapon from D&D, but I did not know that it existed in GURPS until I started preparing for this episode. But I'm still not done. Pyramid Volume 3, Issue 33 has an entire article about blowpipes, A Killing Breath by Thomas Weigel. What I found strange that uh, the article calls them blowguns instead of blowpipes. There's many new blowpipes of different sizes, rules for using two-handed blowguns with one hand, 
actual rules for blowpipes being silent, accessories, customization, a wide variety of alternative ammunition types, rules for using blowpipes in melee, new perks, and even martial styles. The Breath Mastery perk increases your effective strength for the purpose of range and damage with a blowpipe, while blowpipes do not have damage based on strength. That's a minor oversight, but overall this is an amazing article that is worth a read, especially if you are planning to use blowpipes. Next up is the Bolas skill. This is an average difficulty skill to throw the Bolas, a length of cord with two or more weights attached. Usually used to ensnare targets. His special rules are detailed on page 410 of the GURPS basic set. The Bolas deals some damage and entangles the victim even if he parries it successfully, unless the parry was made with a cutting weapon. Entangling the legs can make a running target fall, and entangling arms or hands can make the victim uh, drop whatever they are holding. There's two weapons for this skill in Gerb's Lotek, Bolas and Bola Perdida. The first one deals a bit of damage and stares the target and has a mediocre range. The Bola Perdida is basically a single-use sling. It deals swing damage, has a much better range, but it does not ensnare its target. Both of these weapons can be used in melee as flails, and that is great. The bolus skill can also be used to throw some weapons not designed for throwing, such as flails, two-handed flails and kusaris. Bow is an average difficulty skill. Bows have very good range, aren't heavy, and deal decent damage. Accuracy is high, unless you are using the harsh realism rules. And ammunition is cheap. The possible rate of fire is pretty good as well, with some quick shooting options and techniques from GURPS martial arts. Both themselves, however, are quite expensive and very bulky. Both also have rated strength values, so if you are planning to become stronger during the game, you might need to buy a new bow. Bows have some nice additional options and accessories, such as arrow guides, punja guns, and alternative arrows that increase the archer's utility. There's also some new bows in GURPS Dungeon Fantasy 12 Ninja and GURPS Fantasy Folk Elves. I have to mention that the latter has an underwater bow. Usually, bows and crossbows cannot be used underwater at all. Also, if you like spreadsheets and extreme detail, consider using the Deadly Spring article from Pyramid, Volume 3, Issue 33. Overall, the bow is a good ranged weapon choice, but it requires a lot of investment. Next up is a skill that I have never really seen being used much, Clock. This is uh, an average difficulty skill. Its primary use is to provide you with a block defense but can also be used to feint and grapple at a slightly extended range. Such grapples require only one hand. You can also throw it as an improvised bolus, and that's it. Despite being diffuse, clocks do not have much in terms of HP and DR, so they break much more easily than shields. The next skill is a big one, crossbow. Unlike most other low-tech ranged weapon skills, this is an easy difficulty skill. By default, they have very good range, damage and accuracy, unless we are talking about the repeating crossbow. 
That one is much worse in that regard, but has a much better rate of fire. Crossbows are heavy, usually require two hands to operate, but are not as bulky as bows. Just like bows, crossbows can be expensive and have rated strength values. Unlike the bows, the higher rated strength does not really require the user to have high strength. There are some additional accessories, such as the goat's foot, windlass and crane queen, that allow you to reload crossbows with rated strength up to three times more than yours. This makes crossbows extremely deadly, even more so than most firearms available on his TLs, but basically makes them one-shot weapons due to high reload times. Well, just like the low-tech firearms. Also, the crossbowmen have all the alternative ammunition options the archers have. This is a good choice of ranged weapon even without the enormous rated strength. Guns Gone is a skill that was introduced in GURPS Low-Tech to use guns, primitive TL-3 firearms. Just like the crossbows, they are heavy, bulky and expensive. Their damage and range does not depend on strength, but is comparable to crossbows. Keep in mind that you have to make your own ammunition. Muskets, rifles and pistols are introduced at TL-4. Much locks can be compared to crossbows, but in most cases they actually perform worse. Everything after that seems to outclass muscle-powered weapons. So if you do not want guns to overshadow bows and crossbows in your low-tech games, consider only allowing much locks. There's also a pneumatic rifle in GURPS Fantasy Tech 1 that does not seem offensive. Lasso is an average difficulty skill. It can be used to immobilize an enemy and is more useful when mounted. The exact rules are quite finicky, so keep the page with them open at all times if you're planning to use a lariat. Also, this weapon requires you to either fight one-on-one -on -one or have allies to help you. In other situations, it is useless. Overall, this is an interesting weapon, but difficult to use. Liquid Projector Flamethrower is an easy difficulty skill. In low-tech games, it covers the use of fire lances and other primitive flamethrowers. They are heavy, quite expensive, bulky, do not do much damage and have short range. They are interesting, but I do not really see a situation where they shine. Net is another average difficulty skill with a lot of special rules. The range is not great, but the cost is relatively low. The main concern here is weight. Nets are heavy. The rules for nets can be found on page 411 of the GURPS basic set. This is a very underutilized weapon that can basically outright disable an enemy combatant. Use nets, they are fun and good. Sling is a hard difficulty skill. They deal swing based damage at a decent range, which is great, especially when using lead bullets. The rate of fire is comparable to a bow. They are also cheap and easy to improvise. Accuracy is not good at all, however. Also, since they have low strength requirements, it is realistically possible to reach the damage limit. Slings can deal crushing, piercing and impaling damage. There is also an extra realistic rule that replaces piercing with crushing. Overall, this is a great weapon, but it needs some investment in the skill.
Spear Thrower is an average difficulty skill that is sometimes confused with thrown weapon Spear. Basically, this is a device that converts thrust damage into swing and considerably increases the throw distance. The Spear Thrower itself is not heavy nor expensive. It does have a low strength requirement, so it is possible to hit the damage ceiling. Other than that, it allows you to deal monstrous damage at range. One of the underrated weapon categories, in my opinion. Thrown weapon is a group of easy difficulty skills. They have one thing in common. They are single-use weapons, but with enough spare thrown weapons and some points in fast draw, you will be able to get more mileage out of the skill. Thrown weapon axe slash mace allows you to throw various axes and maces, including ones that were not made for throwing. Accuracy is modest, damage is high, but so is weight, cost and strength requirement. Range isn't great, crushing and cutting damage only. Thrown weapon dart lets you throw fiend darts, deals thrust impaling damage at a decent range. Thrown weapon disc isn't actually in GURPS basic set, but was introduced in GURPS low tech. There's only two weapons in this category, the discus and the chakram. Low tech companion 2 also adds shields to this category. Deals thrust crushing or cutting damage at great range, much longer than most other thrown weapons. Ammunition is relatively heavy and expensive though. Thrown weapon Harpoon has only one weapon, the Harpoon. Thrust-based impaling damage with a huge bonus. Range is poor, strength requirement is high, but the damage potential is great. Thrown weapon Knife encompasses small hilted blades. Range is poor, damage is poor, accuracy is poor, but the knives are light and relatively cheap. Strength requirements are low too meaning that you might hit the damage cap. Also, keep in mind that knives are everywhere, so it is quite easy to find an improvised throwing knife in a pinch. This skill also allows you to throw non-throwing weapons used uh, with the knife, jitte slash sai, and mangosh skills. The same applies to throwing weapon shuriken, but the damage, range, cost and weight are even lower. However, you can carry many of them and conceal them easily thanks to bulk zero. Thrown weapon Spear offers decent thrust impaling damage, good accuracy and modest range. Weight and cost are the main concerns here. This skill is also used for throwing pole arms and staves. Thrown weapon Stick has weapons that deal swing crushing damage at enormous range for thrown weapons. Cost and weight are reasonable too. So I think this is a pretty good skill to have. Lastly, we have thrown weapon sword. This is an optional skill introduced in low tech companion 2 to throw swords. Well, you shouldn't really do that, but this skill exists if you really want it. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening and see you next time.